don't turn to government to restore our souls. We put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before. It is happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. to the hip-hop patriot jeremy harrell probably one of the largest letdowns in political history just have fun keep fighting god wins Hey there, Matt. James O'Keefe, Project Veritas. How you doing? How you doing? You're on tape, and you're talking about January 6th. And I would like your comment for the story. We're launching this tonight. It doesn't look good. It's about January 6th. Uh, quote, it was like me and two other colleagues who were there on January 6th outside, and we were just having fun. But I know I'm supposed to be traumatized, but like all these colleagues who are in the Capitol building were like, oh my God, it was so scary. I'm like, it's just, I'd like your comment. I'm, 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 I'm a, you're not gonna, you've already commented, you're already on tape. We're going to do you, you justice, and if you think I'm giving you a hit job, I'd like you to tell me why. Who are you texting right now? I'm trying to text But you knew that you were being spoken to. And, and yeah, do I, will I stand by those comments? Absolutely. You will stand by the comments. I mean, I don't know what comments, if you tell me the comments. I, I'll show you. It's not a big deal as they're making it. They were making it too big a deal. They're making it this organized thing that it wasn't. Uh, there's a tug of war. This is a quote from you. Quote, tug of war at the New York Times between reasonable people and some of the crazy leftist shit, unquote. So would you be willing to sit down with me and speak on the record about this? No way. Why not? No way. You know, come on. 
There's no way you're willing to speak to me. You got me at a bar in a social setting situation. Like, I'll overhear a conversation. And like, look, if you're talking in public, it's fair game. Okay. Is it what you said true or false? Sure, you got me at a bar in a social situation. Right. Um, this is me talking shit in a bar. You think that's news, it is what it is. Well, you guys, I mean, this is what you guys do, right? Like, I'll overhear a conversation. And like, look, if you're talking in public, it's fair game. Okay. Say, you also talked about the P-tape, the Trump P-tape, yes, you talked about your sources in the CIA, and you said that you get around the polygraph situation by going through intermediaries. You need the sources from within to dig into those guys. It's especially over the CIA, I would say, because like, if you work there, you get polygraphed every year, and you're asked if you spoke to a reporter. Your answer is anything but no, you're in big trouble. So you're often talking to former people that talking to people who are still there. I think that's interesting, as a journalist. You're talking about your sources at the end. I was talking about my sources. Oh, well, you, 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 you actually were. I didn't name anyone. Right, but you did talk about sources as a journalist. It's been a pleasure meeting you. Yeah, it's been a pleasure meeting you, too. I think, I think we yeah. know that there's no comment here. Yeah, well, you, you've already given us many comments. You've not spoken to you many times. Well, you've spoken to my colleague many times. What's interesting to me about journalism... It's a pleasure. It's very much a pleasure for me, I can tell you that. What's interesting to me is you talk about the NSA, National Security Agency, and the CIA that were involved in the P-tape. And you said the P-tape, of course, doesn't exist. It was completely ridiculous. It was great involved the CIA and NSA and involved Trump and involved that ridiculous, like, P-tape, which, of course, doesn't exist. What do you think your guys at the NSA are going to think about this video of you talking about them like that? I have, sir, there's a swift no comment. Right? There's just a no comment. Right. But when the... Oh, God. I'm <laughs> when... not going to talk to you guys. And I wish you'd get the cameras out of my face, too, please. Well, this is this is in America. We have a First Amendment in this country. Well, what do you think the, your your people in the uh, agencies are going to think about uh, these recordings? If you talking about the CIA polygraph stuff, sir, I've, you I've gonna... told you there's no comment here. Do you think that the people in the agencies are manipulating the journalists rather than the other way around? Like they sort of they puppet you. They get, they feed you the stuff, whether it's true or not. The pleasure meeting you. Pleasure to meet you too. Way. I'm going to go with you. Why not have your actions in public match your actions in private? I think I've made it pretty clear we're not going to talk about this. Well, you already have spoken about it privately, and I have recordings of you. That's the thing about journalism, right? You you use anonymous sources. You say people are familiar with the matter. Most of your sources don't speak publicly. So why is it okay for you to do what you do, but not okay for me to do what I do? Yeah, I'm going to duck in here. It's been a pleasure meeting you. Sir. Now, you're gonna, why are you ducking in? Where are you going to the pharmacy? Are you, are you hiding in a pharmacy? No, I'm just running an errand. Why not, just, why not just engage us in conversation? New York Times reporter Matthew Rosenberg ducking in to a pharmacy. Uh, <laughs> unable to engage in defamation, the New York Times journalist is simply rendered mute. They use anonymous sources. They say people are familiar with the matter. And of course, that's not what we do. We show the lips moving. We show the videotape. Folks, I think probably one of the scariest things, if you are a pharmaceutical executive or if you are a big oil executive, if you're a corrupt politician, I think maybe one of the worst things that you hear as you're getting ready to eat lunch or getting ready to run an errand is, hi, James O'Keefe here with Project Veritas. I think that might be possibly the most scariest moment of your life if you're living a corrupt lifestyle or you're involved in corruption, like, say, in Pfizer and Johnson & Johnson. Hi, James O'Keefe here with Project Veritas. You know that moment 
It's at that moment that their soul just leaves their body. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, oh, no. You know that feeling you get when you're speeding and you go by a cop and you get and your legs get turned to jelly and your stomach, <laughs> you're like, oh, that's the feeling that I can imagine that you get if you are one of these people. And James O'Keefe says, hi, James O'Keefe, Project Veritas. But big shout out to that organization once again. And you notice they always run. They just run like Forrest Gump. Mama always said, I just got to keep running. So I did. I kept running from the truth, Bubba. That's exactly what happens. Big shout out to James O'Keefe. Literally out there exposing every single organization, crooked politician, you name it, up and down. Project Veritas has been there. You are locked and loaded right here on Live from America, folks. I am. Your ever-so-humble, God-fearing, and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, coming to you from the live free or die state of New Hampshire. And, of course, it's an honor to be here. Folks, we have some uh, prayer requests tonight. If we could switch gears for just a moment. We have some prayer requests here tonight. Um, First of all, can we pray for Chris Edwards, Uh, him and his family? They found out this morning that his uncle Greg unexpectedly passed away. Um, Jeff Edwards from Louisiana that comments from time to time is his brother. We are all devastated. God bless you, Jeremy. We'll be praying for your family and your loss, sir. Also, folks, if we could pl- uh, pray for Larry Reha. Larry Reha is one of the, uh, one of our family members here on Life from America. Went to the doctor today and may be in the hospital for surgery to get a new aortic valve in his heart. So let's please Please pray for Larry Reha. We love you, Larry. We hope you get, uh, we hope, we know you'll be okay. We know you'll recover fine. And we know with the full armor of God and all of our prayers, you'll be just fine. And we've got an update on one of our prayers from last week, Matt Darks. We got some good news concerning his mother's cancer. The cancer cells have shrinked even more. She's still in the hospital, but she is improving. Her name is Rose. If you remember, we prayed for Rose last week. So ladies and gentlemen, you can see the power of prayer right there and speaking of the power of prayer let's go do that right now and let's join together and read from this beautiful devotional jesus calling on this march 9th year of our lord 2022 instead of worrying about where and when you will find rest remember that i have promised to provide it for you go gently and steadily through your day looking to me for help whenever you are struggling with weariness Come to me, and I will give you rest. And he said, my presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. Exodus thirty-three fourteen, And from Matthew eleven twenty-eight, Come to me, all you are who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. We all need a little bit of rest. If we're going to, if we are going to, um, if we're going to go through each day to the full capacity of, uh, of the energy and the, and, and the, and the uh, uh, steadfast determination that God gives us in our souls, then we need rest once in a while. And we find that rest in Jesus. Before you turn out the light tonight, approach me for the refreshment you're craving. I eagerly renew your reserves. You know, like those electric cars they want you to plug in. You plug your electric car in, it takes a half an hour, and you get a full tank or a full charge. And then you can go a few hundred miles. Well, you know what? It's even better and faster than that. You don't even have to plug in 
that long. All you have to do is drop to your knees and say, Jesus, I need you. I need to recharge. I need to replenish. And that happens. Please remove your hats if you are wearing one, folks. And let's go to the Lord in prayer. All together from your lips to his ears. And let's do it with gratitude and appreciation and love for the compassion and grace that he gives you through faith. Here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. In Jesus' royal, holy name, amen. Huh, folks? Hey, we've got a great, great show for you lined up today. We're always going to give you the truth. We're always going to give you the facts, no matter if they are popular or not. And we've got a heck of a show lined up for you today. So please make sure you stay tuned right here on Real America's Voice News. This is live from America. I am Jeremy Harrell. And we will be back right after this. Stay tuned. All right, to my live, lovely, beautiful, live from America family. How you doing tonight? How you doing tonight? Look, um, tonight's show is going to be a little hard for a lot of people to hear, okay? I want to brace you guys. Before we come back from this, um, just the facts, amen, bargain queen. Before we get into this show, before we come back from this commercial break, I want to kind of give you guys the heads up. It's not going to be an easy show tonight. It's not going to be an easy show tonight, not because there's a lot of bad news about, um, you know, about what we've been working on for the last year and a half or so, but because we're about to uh, expose a stain on the United States of America. Now, look, the United States of America is not some corrupt politician that's been in charge for 30 years, okay? I want to preface that right now. The United States of America is far from these elected officials that we see every day ruining our good names. The United States of America, number one, is a nation blessed by God. It is a nation forged in the word of God. That is our foundation, a Judeo-Christian foundation. Like it or not, that is what it is. Are we the greatest country on earth? It depends on what you're talking about. Have we helped more people out of poverty and have we helped more people out of oppression than any other country in the world? I would say yes, we have. Have we done things bad in the process? Yes, we have. But look, America hasn't really done bad things in the process. It's really been the people that we kept electing. So that's got to change. If we're going to once again be the beacon of hope for the world, that's got to change. And that changes with you and I. It's good news to understand and know what our federal government has been doing and continues to do. Because that way we know how to change it. And we're doing it at a rapid pace. So I just want to continue to let you know that no matter what, if it's good news or bad news, we're going to continue to move forward. Because my goal, my goal, look at me, please. My goal is to make this country a better place than it was before I started doing this. And I know that even with our small numbers, look, we used to have 30, 40,000 live viewers. I get it. We don't have that anymore. I get it. And that's okay because we're making a bigger difference with a smaller amount of people that are more laser focused on the agenda and on the target. And I just, you guys are great and you're wonderful people. And together we definitely are stronger. We definitely are stronger. 
So let's come back from this commercial break and uh, we'll get back into it. Here we go. Folks, welcome back. This is Live from America here on Real America's Voice News, the fastest growing, uh, growing excuse me, news station in the world right now because people are looking for honest views and real news. Now, we did forget to do something right before the commercial break, so let's go ahead and do that now. Come on, man. <laughs> we did it. We did it, Joe. We have got to give the dumb dumb award of the day to the New York Times. Oh, excuse me, this one right here. The dumb dumb of the day to the New York Times for literally exposing everything that we've already known. That the CIA and the FBI and those alphabet companies are working with large major news publications to get out their agenda and not the real agenda. Are you ready for the first and foremost section? I know I am, so here we go. Put your cups up. First slurp of the day. Today, Russia has officially accused the United States of America of covering up violations of the 1972 Biological Weapons Convention, and they call for strengthening the Bioweapon Treaty immediately. Now, ladies and gentlemen, you know I've been on this for about since February 28th. February 28th, I found out for sure, 100%, by looking at the website of the Embassy of Ukraine, digging back and finding that there truly was biolabs in the Ukraine that was funded by the Pentagon and the Department of, De- uh, of Defense. Now, that could have been anything, right? Russian, we thought at the time that that was face, fake and false, and that was just Russian propaganda. That's what the world thought. Then they quickly caught up to live from America. Now everybody's talking about the biolabs. And, of course, one of those alphabet agencies instructed Marco Rubio yesterday to talk about those biolabs, but to discredit them as bioweapons labs, and that they're just biolabs. But if something happens as a result of those biolabs, then it has to be Russia's fault, right? It has to be Russia's fault. Now, again, I love the United States of America so much that I am willing to expose our own dirty, corrupt politicians on a worldwide scale if it means that we can wipe the stain of these stuck-on stupid politicians that have destroyed our name, that have destroyed our reputation, and that have destroyed our nation long enough, if I have to go ahead and take all of the heat, if I have to have everybody tell me that I am an un-American piece of crap for exposing our own nation, then that is exactly what I will do because, ladies and gentlemen, this accusation from Russia is not just a propaganda accusation. It actually does hold water. But let's get into this story first, and then we'll get into the documents. Russia declared that the United States and the Ukraine have been covering up violations of 1972 Biological Weapons Convention, where a treaty was signed that no nation would have biological weapons facilities. This comes after Russia discovered biolaboratories in Ukraine, and after State Department official Victoria Nuland confirmed yesterday in her testimony to Senator Rhino Marco Rubio, that the U.S. has biolabs in Ukraine. Of course, she was like, uh, 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 and didn't know how to answer it because she, like all of the other colleagues that she works with, is stu- stu- stuck on stupid. The, bioleg- the Biological Weapons Convention or Biological and Toxin Weapons Convention is a disarmament treaty that effectively bans biological and toxin weapons by prohibiting their development, production, acquisition, transfer, stockpiling, and use. The convention banning the use of biological weapons was ratified by 143 nations but lacked means of ensuring compliance and the U.S. rejected biological weapons convention protocol, according to a report posted on the NIH website dated 2001. 
Now, Moscow says that, the, that we've been violating this for a very long time, but now it's time to put out the truth because they're sick and tired of it. And you know what? Again, you could think this is propaganda, but I'm going to get into the actual documents here in a little bit. The Russian military reported this week that the Ukrainian authorities had ordered the destruction of highly patho- uh, pathogenic samples that were stored at U.S.-backed biological labs throughout the country. The, um, the documents indicated that both Ukraine and Uni- uh, the United States breached the 1972 Biological Weapons Convention, which both nations signed and ratified. The Russian Foreign Ministry alleged this today, which we're going to get into qu- uh, right after this. The order to destroy the samples was an attempt to cover up the violations of the treaty. Now, again, you saw all those videos, which all the lefties were going, look, look at, look how fast Ukraine is burning off, burning the evidence so Russia does not get the evidence. Or, I mean, Russia does not get the, uh, the documents. The documents they thought at, at the time were documents that were, you know, military documents about uh, military operations and stuff like that that they didn't want to fall in the wrong hands. Long story short, folks, it, it seems like a majority of that, those video footages that you saw of those, of those Ukrainians doing that was the bioweapons or the biolab documents, I should say. Bioweapons is alleged. Quote, we stand for the resumption of the work on a legally binding protocol to the Convention for an Effective Verification Mechanism, which the United States has been stonewalling since 2001. When you start looking back, hindsight being hindsight being 2020, and you start looking back at all of the Russia, Russia, Russia. Starting war with Russia. We have to start a war with Russia. Vladimir Putin, bad. Just like Orange Man, bad. They're friends. Trump, Putin, friends, Nazis. Oh, Russian propaganda. They got a phone line to each other. They got bunk beds. Trump goes over there and has has, uh, Russian hookers in his hotel. All false, all fake, all fabricated by Adam Schiff, by Nancy Pelosi, and the rest of the scumbags on the left. But you know what's not fabricated, ladies and gentlemen? The documents that I'm going to show you. But before I show you the documents, which will be in the next segment, I want to play a video from you from the director of the Information and Press Department of the, Minister, of the Ministry of Foreign Affairs of the Russian Federation, Maria Vladimirovna, Vladimirovna excuse me, Zakharova. She told um, the United States on Wednesday, we have found your biological weapons. Again, this does not make me happy to report on this. And again, you're going to get a lot of people that go, oh, there it goes, sharing Russian information again, sharing Russia propaganda again. But I'm going to show you the documents, and then I'm going to link two different stories together and say, now, am I lying now? Are they lying now? Are you sure this is propaganda? Or is sure just, are you sure this is just isn't our political corrupt leaders trying to cover up the evidence? I don't know. That's for you to find out and for me to lay out the evidence. Assume that the materials existing today... The confirmations that were made these days by the Ukrainian side and by the United States of America, there was a statement made by the Deputy Secretary of State, Victoria Nuland, leave no doubt, will will not leave an opportunity for Washington to keep silence this time. We remember how many years and also their their attempts uh, while spilling blood to find biological and chemical weapons throughout the world, while in fact occupying, killing people. They were looking in the wrong place. We have found instead of you. We have found your own products. We have found your biological material. 
it was developed primarily for military purposes. As it turns out, it was all happening in Ukraine. What were you doing there? It's a different continent. It has no borders with you. There are no bases of yours. What were they doing there under the guise of scientific research? Your specialist, among others, on a regular basis, they were giving instructions to the Ukrainian side as to the purposes of their studies involved. Now, considering that we have the evidence that cannot be refuted, we demand that you provide details. The world must know what were, were you intending to do there, to what end, within which deadline, what was the amount of the so-called investments in the biological activities of Ukraine? The data, materials, documents, please provide them. Enough games. Okay, folks, so here you have the Russian ministry, Moscow, coming out saying, we found your biological weapons, we found all the documents, we're giving you an opportunity to explain to us exactly what we found and why it's there and what you were doing and who was funding and why it was being funded and why you violated the treaty and you need to tell the world what you did. And that's all they're demanding. And if that's all they're demanding, then why aren't we coming to the table and saying, hey, that's not true. That's not true. But you know what? They're not even acknowledging it. The federal government isn't even acknowledging it. They're laughing it off when they're, talked to, when, when they're asked. Marco Rubio tried to get ahead of it yesterday, but he's too dumb of a rhino for anybody to even fall for his tricks. Look, you know what I tell my kids from a very young age? I tell them there are consequences for your actions, and when you mess up, you need to look at yourself in the mirror and you need to say, I messed up, and I need to make it right. And that's what we need to do as a country right now. As a country, we as Americans need to stand up and we need to demand that the elected officials that have been occupying Washington, D.C. longer than kings and queens have occupied countries, we need to demand that they own up, fess up, no matter what, because the only thing that matters is the United States of America first and our reputation and what we do around the world second. Our people first and our image second. Not our image first, and our people second. But more importantly, we need to put God first above all of them. God first above everything else. And God will show us the way, and hopefully, God will show those dirty politicians the way too. When we get back, we're gonna show you Obama's role in all of this, right back after this. Oh, yeah, don't think that Obama, Barack Hussein Obama, doesn't have his dirty little disgusting corrupted hands in this. Oh, yes, he does. Yes, he does. And I'm going to show you exactly how he's got his hands in it and how he's had his hands in it since he was a senator in Illinois. Not only a senator in Illinois, but a senator in Illinois that nobody knew who the heck he was. He was a no-name senator who rose to this a massive power with, big, with a huge base. Almost like a Donald Trump movement. How did he rise to power like that? And what in the H-E doubled hockey sticks was he doing facilitating bioweapons labs in Ukraine when he was a senator in Illinois? 
Well, probably the same people that Lindsey Graham has his uh, hands in their pockets. Probably the same uh, pockets that John McCain had his hands into. Probably the same pocket that Mitt, Mom Jeans Mitt Romney has his hands into. And Stretch Face Armstrong, Nancy Pelosi. The world is going to know. And if we have to, if, if we have to fall on that, uh, if we have to go out there and we have to tarnish our reputation even more to expose these people, we will. We will. I will. I don't know if anybody else will on this network. I don't know if any other popular uh, uh, talk show host will, but I will. I will because I'm only in this for one thing, folks, and that is to make my country better so that my kids have a great, beautiful country to grow up in. And that's it. That's it. That's why I do this, to make this country better. I could give a you-know-what about if my show becomes bigger than this or bigger than that, or this person's killing it over here, he's killing it over there. Truth, 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 period. That's all I want. It's all I've ever wanted. Take a drink of my coffee real quick here. How you doing, David, in Massachusetts? Good to see you, my brother. Thank you very much. Hey, I want to give a shout-out to Jane in Florida. Now, Jane usually misses my shows live, but she watches them later. Jane is also one of the people, one of our vendors who make a lot of our clothes here. You can't beat God. Sound familiar? Jane, I just want to tell you I love you. I want to tell you I love you. Barb, I love you as well. I love you as well. Holly, I love you. Angel, I love you. And I love you, Mike Lindell, and all you other partners that we're partnering with. PatriotFoods.com, Adam, and soon-to-be Brave American, too. You guys are all great people, and together... We are making a difference. Let's get back to the show. Let's get back to the show and let's do things the right way, shall we? Truth. Here we go. Folks, again, you are locked and loaded right here on Live from America, and I want to thank you very much. Very, very much, because I know in some parts of the, la- uh, of the world watching on R- Real America's Voice News, you're not seeing this um, until really late. And I know, and, and the show is growing, and the fan base is growing, and why? Why? Because I speak like you. Because I talk like you. Because I did exactly what Donald Trump did in 2016, and I say what's hard to say. And sometimes I put myself out there to take a bullet, but guess what? I've got the armor of God on, so I'm going to be just fine. Now, I promised you before the commercial break that we would show how Barack Hussein Obama was involved in all of this. Because uncovered pages and documents show that Barack Hussein Obama led an effort to build a Ukraine-based biolab handling especially dangerous pathogens when he was a senator in Illinois, again, how did the guy rise from nothing to everything and then have his hands in everything if it wasn't a strategic plan from a long time ago? Obama was involved in the creation of a biolab handling especially dangerous pathogens. Where? In Ukraine. Natalie Winters at the National Pulse. Big shout out to, uh, um, to the War Room and, and, and Bannon and Raheem Kassam as well. Big, uh, big shout out to those guys. Nationally Winters at the National Pulse reported last night on Obama's connections to the labs reported in Ukraine. A deleted web article recovered by the National Pulse reveals that former President Barack Hussein Obama spearheaded an agreement leading to the construction of biolabs handling especially dangerous pathogens. The news comes on the same day that the Biden regime Um, Victoria Newland told the United States Senate, which was yesterday, that the American government is concerned about biological research facilities falling into Russian hands as a result of the ongoing conflict in Eastern Europe. 
Just funny today, now that Russia comes out and says, hey, we found all your stuff. You want it back? Originally posted on June 18, 2010, the article Biolab Opens in Ukraine details how Obama, while serving as an Illinois senator, now this wasn't in 2010, this is just when this article was done, but it's talking about when he was a senator, helped negotiate a deal to build a level three biosafety lab in Ukrainian city of Odessa. The article, which also highlighted the work of former Senator Dick Luger, was additionally included in issue number 818 of the United States Air Force Counterproliferation Center's Outreach Journal. Quote, Luger said plans for the facility began in 2005 when he and then-Senator Barack Obama entered a partnership with Ukrainian officials. Luger and Obama also helped coordinate efforts between the U.S. and Ukrainian researchers that year in an effort to study and help prevent avian flu. Weird, right? Yesterday in a testimony in front of the Senate, Biden official Victoria Nuland admitted biological research labs in, uh, being in Ukraine in response to questions from Marco Rubio, which was clear coach, which was a clear coaching of his witness. And you have to understand, too, that Rhino Marco Rubio is an attorney. He understands exactly what he's doing on, the, uh, on that uh, Senate seat. And when he's and, he, and when he's going uh, and, and, and by the way, if, if these bio uh, if this bio research were to fall in the wrong hands, let's say the Russians and, and something happened, it would be 100 percent their fault. Right. 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 And Victoria's like, yeah, yeah. One hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. OK. Good. Good job, guys. Good job. Your acting is like fifth grade level now. You don't fool anybody anymore. The curtain has done been pulled back. You can stop. We cut the movie a long time ago. You can stop lying and stop pretending. This is the real world now. And we're rhino hunting, just so you know. That old Republican Party doesn't exist anymore. So why don't you tell your buddies at the CIA, the FBI, the NSA, and all your other alphabet stuck on stupid agencies that we got your number and we know exactly what you do, how you do it, and we're sick and tired of you putting a stain on our country. The country belongs to us, not you. Remember that. The country belongs to us, not you. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I want to go to the documents because the documents are the scary part. The documents is the proof. The documents is the proof Behind what Russia is alleging. Other than that, it's just Russian propaganda. Documents reveal that U.S. Department of Defense was funding Ukrainian biolabs. Russia releases list of biological agents tested in U.S. biolabs in Ukraine, including, check this out, salmonella, E. coli, anthrax, and the plague. And you say to yourself, hmm, after we just got done two years of everything that we've went through, you really start to think about it, don't you? Here we go. On Sunday, March 6, 2022, Russian news agency Ria Novosti released documents that claim they show Ukraine was working on biological weapons near the Russian border. Ria Novosti, Novosti excuse me, accused the U.S. of instructing Ukraine to destroy the biological agents before the Russian Invasion. Now, the question is, do you believe that or do you not believe it? Because here is the weapon. Here are some of the documents that were put out right here showing that. This is what they put out on Twitter. Oh, but that's just Twitter, right? 
that can't be real. Okay, well, let's, let's move on. Let's move on. The Ministry of Health in Ukraine ordered the biological agents to be destroyed in a February 24th memo. <laughs> and, we, and, and they have it, and they got it all. Let's go through some of these right here. Check these out. Here's some of these memos showing all of this. Now, you can go through later and you can read these. Russia, Russia also released a list of biological agents allegedly being stored in the lab for testing. The list included salmonella, E. coli, anthrax, and the plague. Let's pull these up for, uh, these are the documents that were released on that. I'll, I'll scroll through this slow. Slow it down. There you go. There we go. That way you can read all. There we go. Bring it back. That way you can read all of the agents that they were testing for in this biological lab. Now, a big hat tip to CanCon for originally reporting on the U.S.-funded labs back on March 1st. Excuse me? Excuse me? This is what this article said. Hat tip to CanCon. Um, we reported on this when? February 28th. February 28th. And you wouldn't believe the hate mail that I got for this. You would not believe the hate mail that I got for this. Now we know who was funding the Ukrainian biolabs. It was the Department of Defense here in the United States, folks. A document from the U.S. Embassy that was scrubbed from the Internet was found in the Wayback Machine. The document reveals the U.S. Department of Defense was donating to the Ukrainian diagnostic biolabs. Can we pull that letter up, please? Here we go. There it is. Kharkiv Diagnostic Laboratory. Kharkiv Oblast Laboratory Center, fact sheet. And there you go right there. Donor, the Department of Defense of the United States of America, beneficiary, executive agent, the minority, or excuse me, the Ministry of Health of Ukraine, the recipient, Kharkiv Oblast, Oblast Laboratory Center. I don't know how to pronounce that. I apologize. Contractor team. There you go. Design oversight. Construction oversight. And all the way at the bottom, ladies and gentlemen, you will see right there the total cost, $1.68 billion. And you can find right there the number in the government websites. You should be able to go and find all of this for lab equipment. Oh, no, this is the U.S. dollars right here, 442000 excuse me, for lab equipment and furniture. Reason why I left that on the screen so long is because I want you guys to see this stuff. I want you to see this. Now, here's another deleted document on the DOD funding for a veterinary biolab. A veterinary biolab. Why would the DOD need to be funding our taxpayer dollars to a veteran, a, 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 a vet clinic? That's basically what they're saying. Oh, we're funding all this money to a vet clinic. And there's that right there. That way you can go back and watch this video later. You can go back and watch this later on Real America's Voice News. And you can see it all right there. But look here. Total cost of laboratory. $1.746 billion, ladies and gentlemen, for design and construction and 479188 for lab equipment and furniture. Folks, is this not treason? Is this not treason? Every one of these documents that I just showed you and, and, and many more, 
I actually have the web archived link for every single one of them. And I'm going to be releasing that on my Getter and on my Telegram so that you can go there and you can click these, these links yourself and you can go read these documents for yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, we need to wipe the stain clean on this country. And it needs to start with our very own elected officials on both sides of the aisle. And before you say to yourself, well, are you literally saying that the United States of America was involved in funding for a, a bio, uh, a bio uh, weapon or, or some kind of pathogen to be released on the world? That's crazy. Oh, really? Would you say that same thing when we're talking about Tony the Ratface Fauci and all of the money that was funded through the NIH to Wuhan? Tony Fauci was doing everything that these people in Ukraine are doing here in the United States until he was told he couldn't do it anymore. And then he, thir- then he just third-partied it out to Wuhan. And he's doing the same thing in Wuhan as they're doing here in the Ukraine. Sooner or later, folks, we have to realize where the real problem is. And the real problem is right here in the United States of America. And we, the people of America, want the world to know that we are not going to stand and let it happen anymore. We'll be right back right after this. I know I'm not. I know I'm not going to sit around and let this stuff happen without being loud. I can tell you that. Not billion, Jeremy. Have haters come back at you million. Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. I'm just so used to talking about billions when it comes to the federal government. But let me just... U.S. dollars, 1.746 million. You're right. I'll, re- I'll, uh, I'll correct that when we come back. I'll correct that when we come back. If they knew Russia was invading, why did they wait until February to destroy it? Because they didn't know that they didn't know. Putin called their bluff. Putin called their bluff. That's what that was. They didn't think Putin was going to do that. That's why they scrambled when he did. That's why it came out of nowhere. Putin wasn't Putin didn't want them to know when he was going to do this. You know what I mean? Putin didn't want them to know when he was going to do this, so he had to do it just out of the blue. I mean, he didn't want to he didn't want to announce it. Hey guys, we're going to come and we're going to find all this stuff out. Jeremy, so will there be accountability? I mean, the, look, all you and I can do is keep fighting every day to take, this, take the power back from these scumbags. That's all we can do. And we have to take it day by day. Jeremy, you are so right on. Thank you for giving us the truth. You're welcome, Melly. There's a lot of people that aren't happy with me. Trust me. There's a lot of people that aren't even watching the show anymore because they're not happy with my, with my reporting on this. And you know what? I, I, I don't blame them. I don't blame them. They're being pulled every which way they could. They can be by propaganda and news and, and people's opinions. I get it. Look, I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to report the truth. And whatever happens, happens. I'll just continue to rely on God. You know what I mean? I'm not going to let anybody tell me what I can and can't say, especially when I know that what I'm on what I'm onto is real. Wow, Jennifer, are you serious? You guys, Jennifer just donated $500. Did you mean to do that? If you didn't mean to do that, I would dispute it right away. I know sometimes they, people don't mean to actually donate that much. So if you really did donate $500 to the cause, I, I, I want to say thank you so very much. So many of you have donated such large amounts, and I don't see how you guys can do it in these times. I don't. Please let us know if you def- definitely meant to do that. But even if you didn't, even if you didn't, Jennifer, even $1 would be helpful. I'm just, it's just, it's incredible. I'd ask Eli if he can uh, monitor that for me, if, if she really meant to do that, because we got to get back to the show. So let's get back to it. And I love all of you, okay? Here we go. 
You're live here on Real America's Voice News, watching live from America, and I appreciate you guys being here tonight. It's always an honor. It's always a pleasure. We've got some really great people watching this show, and this show isn't for everybody. I will admit, this show is not for everyone. You need to be very, very, very um, tip of the spear if you want to watch this show, because this show is going to tell you things you might not want to hear. But again, I said, like I said on the commercial break, I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to report the facts. All right, folks, we're going to go to a dum-dum today. There's always a dum-dum to get to, and today's dum-dum is going to be Joy Reid. You know Joy Liss Reid on MSDNC. Well, here's this headline. MSDNC leftist hack Joy Reid claims Americans only care about the Ukrainian people Because they're white and Christian. No, we don't care about the Ukrainian people or what's happening to them in a war-torn environment right now because, I don't know, they're humans. Look, lady, most of the world doesn't care what color the skin somebody has if they're hurting. Okay, newsflash out there. The world isn't racist. Matter of fact, the world was about as least racist it could be until... The, de- the left and the Democrats started driving a wedge between, uh, between people of different color all over the country and all over the world now. And now we've got this craziness. I can't even believe this woman is a news reporter. I can't believe she has her own show. I really can't. I can't believe that anybody would drop what they're doing and turn on this loser and watch her. I mean, it's not even news. All it is is virtue signaling, race baiting, and diarrhea of the mouth, just dripping out of her mouth. This woman is absolutely ridiculous, stupid, uneducated, and very out of touch. But anyway, I digress. Here's Joyless Reed of MSDNC saying the only reason we care is because they're white and Christian. As the world watches the devastation unfold in Ukraine, nearly 4,000 miles away, another crisis is deepening that we don't hear much about in the U.S., and that is the war in Yemen. In March of 2015, a Saudi-led coalition, backed by the United States, intervened militarily in Yemen in a bid to fight Iran-backed Houthi rebels. It it has triggered one of the worst humanitarian crises in the world due to widespread hunger, disease, and attacks on civilians. Four million Yemenis have been forced to flee their homes. Now, what we're seeing in Ukraine is absolutely the worst humanitarian crisis that Europe has seen in decades. But we haven't witnessed the same type of solidarity for the Yemenis as we do for the Ukrainians. We don't see historic sanctions or global campaigns, corporations like Airbnb and Netflix taking a stand. And this is not to say that we shouldn't care this much for Ukraine. Far from it. The point is we should also care this much for refugees and those facing occupation and war in the Middle East and Asia and Africa, too. The coverage of Ukraine has revealed a pretty radical disparity in how human Ukrainians look and feel to Western media compared to their browner and blacker counterparts, with some reporters using very telling comparisons in their analyses of the war. It's really emotional for me because I see European people with blue eyes and blonde hair being killed, children being killed every day with Putin's missiles. The unthinkable has happened to them. And this is not a developing third world nation. This is Europe. This isn't a place, with all due respect, you know, like Iraq or Afghanistan that has seen conflict raging for decades. You know, this is a relatively civilized, uh, relatively European, I have to choose those words carefully too, uh, city where you wouldn't expect that or hope that it's going to happen. Mm, Civilized. 
Okay, let's face it. The world is paying attention because this is happening in Europe. If this was happening anywhere else, would we see the same outpouring of support and compassion? But we don't need to ask ourselves if the international response would be the same if Russia unleashed their horror on a country that wasn't white and largely Christian. Because Russia has already done it in Syria. This is a teachable moment for us in the media. We aren't afraid to call out our own industry. There is a lot of soul searching that we need to do in Western media about why some wars and lives seem to matter more than others and why some refugees get the welcome mat. All right. I can't listen to Joyless Reed anymore, so we're going to stop that right there. What I would like to say to Joy Reed, especially in the defense of Christianity, because she says they're white and they're Christian and that's why we're helping them. Well, I would like to um, at least broaden the horizons, if I could, uh, for Joy Reid. I'd like to broaden her intellect just for a minute. I know she's probably on paper far more educated than yours, truly. But I would like to educate her that I would say oh, 70% roughly of all Christian missions and all missionaries that are out there working to spread the word of God and to help people dig wells and to help people read and help them understand society and civilization and and, and a proper uh, way of life are churches. And it is in Africa. 70% of mission work from United States churches is in Africa. A majority of my church um, attention and finances for our missions from our church are going to Africa. And as a matter of fact, we've had many people in our church who have lived in Africa. I have to say it very slowly and I have to pronunciate it for all the liberals and the dummies out there who just seem to want to spout off about things they don't know. It is in Africa. This lady is so out of touch and she is such a racist. I don't know how she can be on TV. I just don't get it. But that shows you. That shows you the intellect of MSDNC, CNN, and the rest of these idiot losers who just continue to want to drive a wedge between people in this country. So let's go from that to go some good news, right? Let's finish out the show. Let's finish out this segment and the next segment with some good news, shall we? And folks, the good news of the day, both of them are going to come from the great, beautiful, grand, everything is bigger state of Texas. Some good news coming out of Texas after a debacle of an election in Houston, Texas, during last week's primary. The elections administrator, we like to call her AOC Light, Isabel Longoria, will be resigning from her post after a litany of problems. I'll read and then we'll go to the video. Houston elections clerk Isabel Longoria, or AOC Light, resigns after a train wreck of an election last week. One reader shared the following comments from her experience during the election. She says, uh, Lena Hildalgo appointed an elections administrator, uh, administrator rather than a duly elected elections clerk. Isabel Longoria, who through incompetency and, more likely, uh, deliberate sabotage has created chaos in Harris County primaries. I want to play for you the video in which the Harris County GOP lays it all out there for everybody to see. And they should. They should call this kind of stuff out. 
Let's go to the tape. Establish this office of the elections administrator, and that's why we wanted to appoint the most qualified and credible person to this position, and that's Isabel Longoria. And the reality is that there is a five-person commission, which Lena Hidalgo chaired a few years ago, and of all the applicants for the election administrator's job, Isabel Longoria was the one with the least qualifications. She had no election experience, and she had no credentials as it related to running elections. And today we've seen what happens when you put the wrong person in the job. Now, I'm a fairly easygoing person, and if it were only one or two mistakes, I'd say these things happen. But this election was an unmitigated disaster. From double booking people, to telling election judges that we had booked that they didn't need to show up, to delivering equipment to the wrong poll and to places that weren't even a poll, to missing equipment, to polling places where the equipment didn't work, to the wrong ballot size being delivered, to poor training, to I can go on and on and on. It was at every level a disaster. So today we want to tell you why we filed the petition yesterday. Uh, I have joining me, you all know Senator Betancourt, but our attorney, Steve Mitby, Marga Matthews is our primary director, you know the Senator, Paul Betancourt, and Alan Vera, who heads up. Long story short, ladies and gentlemen, after that petition, she has fully agreed to resign, and you know what we have to say about that here on Live from America. <laughs> and one more. Let's play it. Celebrate good times. And you know what? Good riddance to bad rubbish. And that's the great thing about what we've been able to do since November 3rd of 2020. We're getting involved and we're catching problems before they become dumpster fires. Because once they become dumpster fires, you end up in a fight like we are with the election of 2020. And who knows where that's going to go. So let's not allow dumpster fires to start anymore. And let's instead be proactive instead of reactive so that we can catch these problems and remove these losers before any dumpster fires actually start to happen. Isn't it great when we all come together and work together? What's that old saying? Teamwork makes the dream work. We'll be right back. Finish off the show right after this. Boy, tonight's a really good show, isn't it, folks? We, you know what? I, I, I talked to God today, and I prayed to God before the show, and I said, look, sometimes I lose my way. Sometimes I just want to do the show. You know, we always having, like, technical problems or, the, you know, roads are working on the power lines or something like that. Or, you know, we don't, have, we don't have this large, huge budget where we can hire, like, a big team of producers, so we just got to kind of work with what we got. And I said to God today, I said, God, please just let me do what I used to do. Let me just sit down in this chair, sit my large butt in this chair, and let me just give the news, and let me give it to people in a, in a way that they understand, and please, Lord, let, your, let me, use me as your, as your megaphone to the world, and let, just work through me, and I just give up. I just give up on just trying to make people understand what's going on. I give up on fighting people in emails. Just let me do the show, and I got to tell you, it feels great. It feels absolutely great today. I feel pressure-free. 
All I'm doing is, is giving you the news, and I love it. And that's the way we're going to continue to keep the show, folks. I'm not going to worry about this, that, and the other. I'm not going to worry about anything. I'm not going to worry about income. I'm not going to worry about finances unless there's a reason to worry about them. Right now, everything is good, and I love you guys, and that's the way it's going to continue to be, okay? All right. Let's come back from this commercial break, finish out the show strong, and say our goodbyes. Okay, here we go. Folks, uh, again, welcome back to Live from America, and I just want to thank each and every one of you in the Live from America family for keeping me in line, number one, keeping me on the path that I need to be, number two, and number three, for all the Real America's Voice uh, audience who's been watching Live from America these last few months, tell your friends about it. Get the show out there. Demand that RAV push this show out even more, because if we're going to hear the truth, and we're going to hear it in a way that we want to hear it, and not some cockamamie suit and tie, give you the runaround crap, then let Real America's Voice know. Live from America is where it's at. We want more. And I guarantee you, they will listen. Now, let's end the show out today with some good news again coming from Florida. I mean, excuse me, from Texas. Florida, Texas, they're all becoming great, aren't they? Federal judge orders Joe Biden, the resident, the current poopy pants, of the United States of America to stop immediately to stop the mass release of illegal children, migrant children, crossing the southern border. Mm, this is nice because he should have already been doing this. And now a federal judge had to step in and say, bad boy, you're not going to get your ice cream there, wrinkle man. Once again, the, uh, the judiciary had to step, up, step in, putting a stop to another one of Biden administration's blatant violations of existing laws. Texas has been the most active state fighting the Biden administration in the courts. So far, they have stopped a 100-day deportation moratorium, deportation moratorium from being enforced last February and recently won an order by a federal judge ordering the Biden administration to continue Trump's remain in Mexico policy where asylum seekers are returned to Mexico to wait for their hearings. On Friday, a Texas federal judge ordered President Joe Biden, resident, we'll, we'll correct that, to stop the mass release of illegal migrants' children crossing the southern border into the country. Judge Mark Pittman again orders, our order prevents Biden from ex- exempting minor migrants from Title 42, and Title 42 is an immigration policy implemented by former President Donald Trump that allows the United States immigration officials to expel immediately migrants who come to the southern border. Title 42 was implemented in the wake of the coronavirus pandemic, and you must follow that law, Joe, as much as you don't want to. You must, again, follow one of Papa Trump's laws. Can you say Daddy Trump? Can you say Daddy Biden? Because Papa Trump's coming back. Papa's got a brand new badge. So, you know, we got to give it to the deserving people in the world. So let's go ahead and give that Smarty Award of the way today, shall we? Smarty Award of the day today, live from America, goes to federal judge, Mr. Mark. Let's continue to keep handing Biden some losses. 
shall we? I'd like to make a correction. Earlier in the show, I was talking about the vet, uh, the vet clinics that were being opened up on our taxpayer dollars in the Ukraine, and I said billion when I should have said million. It's $1.7 million, not $1.7 billion. I'd like to apologize for making that mistake. And folks, before you go, make sure you check out the JeremyHerald.com store. That online store is blowing up, and we got a lot of new items in there. There's a lot of good music and new music coming from me and Dave Bray real soon. Folks, it's going to do it. So remember, there are right ways and there are wrong ways, but there is only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Have a great evening. We'll see you tomorrow at 11 a.m. Bye-bye. Rebirth of America. Been a long time coming and we all learned something that we won't ever give it up. Long as I'm bleeding, I'ma never stop screaming that we first in America. First place. Black, white, brown, all cities, all towns, the rebirth of America. Long as I'm living and breathing.